You're listening to For Ama, an audio storytelling series about Namibian women and healing. Pregnancy can be a scary thing. It's a lot of pressure, especially for girls that fall pregnant at a young age. Sometimes we feel like we need to heal from traumas and pain before we bring new life into the world. But new life is often not planned and healing usually happens through trial and error and isn't an overnight thing. Today, we listen to the voices of two women, a mother and a daughter. In the story of teenage pregnancy, city life and motherly love, we learn what generational healing means. This is the story of the mother. We grew up in a little town, a village called Omashete in Erongo region. We grew up for so I'm the older one. My mother was always saying that if you go to school, your dreams will become true. You have to come something in life. Just because the problem was by that time there were no money. So I started my grade one at the pre-primary school in the village. And from grade seven, we moved from the village. We came to Windhoek. I was going to school with different kids. We were new in the place, we don't know people. And when you came at the city, you met many people. You don't want to go out of the house, you don't want to go out of the street. No, my mom was like, no, you have to go out of the house, meet friends. It was a little tough. It was a difficult time that always you are just there. You don't know new people. You have to learn from new people. We differ from each other. Oh, it was difficult, really. But I try, I try. And now we listen to the story of the daughter. I was born here. We grew up in Venduk. Me being the firstborn was only me being the only child then. There was really nobody around. We would only visit the farms at times. Everybody grew up here, especially us, the little ones. We were so much used to being in Ventuk so that every time we go to farm, it'd be weird. We are not used to the place. Life was so much easier that side. I was a schoolgoer. I was in my grade 10 year and it happened that I fell pregnant, right? And me falling pregnant was irregular school attendance. There was poor performance actually also. And my focus was just not there. But because I have my mom, I have my parents, I cannot tell these people I don't want to go to school. I was forced to go to school with a whole big belly. And you know, as a teenager, when you fall pregnant, you are like, what is everybody going to look at me as, right? What are they going to see me having a big belly in school? So now comes the thoughts of you wanting to have an abortion, you wanting to take your life away probably even, and all those things. I was forced to go to school. I would, I would not go to classes. I would not attend classes. I would just go to school for the sake of going to school. School is out. I go back home. I would do nothing. I just went to school for the sake of going to school or because my friends are going to be like, why are you not going to school, child? People were disappointed. Like, parents, of course. Yeah. Friends also. 
I had mixed emotions. I cried. I was happy. I didn't really come up to my parents and told them I was pregnant. I was waiting for them to see me and ask me, Mommy, are you expecting? And that's when I spoke up. And that's when my grandma was like, Mommy, are you fine? She's like, are you not pregnant? And I'm like, oh, yes, I am. <laughs> so then she sat me down and asked a couple of questions like, okay, how far are you? And where is the father of the child? Are you guys in good communication terms? And all that. And yeah, I, I told her all that. It was tough because now everybody was all on me. And I was like, you know what? It's probably best I have the abortion. But also my grandmother knows. What is she going to ask? What am I going to say to her? Nothing was going to be the same anymore. I would not go out to my friends or play. <laughs> or every time you're called, oh, mommy, can we have you outside? You'll be like, no, I cannot. Plus, baby daddy stories, you know. Our lives are both going to change. He was like, no, my life is going to change. I'm like, what do you mean? Both our lives are going to change, right? So we are both in this. So he was like, no, you know what? There were a lot of arguments. There were really, really arguments, which was not supposed to be happening. And I decided to cut him off. And so I just had to shut everybody down and just be in my own bubble and figure out what I was going to do. Also, there were complications during the period of my pregnancy. But that day, my mom walks in. She's like, I'm here for you. And she actually kissed my friend. I'm like, okay, thank you. So, you know, that pulls me together. And I'm like, okay, I can actually do it. You are here now. We are going to see what we are going to bring. You know, we are going to make the best of it. And you are going to grow up the same way we grew up. Or we are going to do better. Because grandmother is around. Mom is around. We all got this. So them telling me, they were disappointed. Yes. What happened, happened. But kids are the most innocent people. And there is nothing to blame. So they were like, you know what? It's fine. The baby is here now. We are, we are going to do this together. So you know, people are like, well, people get excited. No, it was awesome when I first held my baby. That was not there. That was not there at all. I only felt that later. Like, okay, you're here now, you know. We are, we are going to do this. I had to keep going. As much as there were obstacles or you didn't want to at times, you wake up, you feel you want to give up, but you're like, you know what? You got to do this. Everybody is involved in her life, so... I believe we are all raising her and not just me. Yeah, I think having them also helped because they are like, if you feel you want to talk about something or if you feel you're not okay, we can always talk you out of it and you're going to make it through. I made peace with that. I'm good with everything that happened so far. Everything probably happened because they had to happen. And looking at it now, I don't think I regret or there's anything I'd want to change then. All interviews were recorded with the help of Sister Namibia, 99FM, and the Alice Rowan Swenson Fellowship Foundation. Four armor was created, written, and edited by journalist and writer Amara Evering. Episodes were produced by Armand Jennings, and all narration is done by Lachia Haufiku. We thank all participants brave enough to share their stories on this platform. All stories told in this series are from real people telling their real stories. However, for matters of privacy and safety, their identities will remain anonymous. Rights to this series belongs to Amara Evering and the Alice Rowan Swenson Fellowship Foundation. This is for Amara.
That was For Ama, an audio storytelling series about Namibian women in healing. 